Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. If we haven't met or you're unfamiliar with this podcast, hi, I'm Amy Lynch and I've been bringing my kids into business settings since becoming a parent in 2016 and becoming an accidental activist along the way. This podcast contains a mixture of solo and interview guests mini episodes focused on all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. Season 4 is rolling out and has been sponsored by the Startup Community Empowerment Fund, which is presented by Startup Canada, MasterCard, UPS, and BDC. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Hi, it's Amy here, founder and podcast host at Mixing Babies and Business, and today's final episode of Season 4 is a recap of my interviews to date and the things that I've learned recording and producing this podcast postpartum. Let's get into it. Some of you who've been tuning in for a while may know that I had my third baby at the start of 2022. So in January, I gave birth to our third son and the next month I applied for funding from the Startup Community Empowerment Fund from my sofa, from home, while breastfeeding, on my mobile phone. I just really want to be real with you with this final wrap-up episode, and thank you for listening to the whole season if you've been tuning in throughout the past few months, but I want to share what has gone into this whole past year of podcast preparation, interviewing, recording, and production, because it's, I don't want to say it's felt like a long haul or a hard slog, but it's really been something that I've had to spread out over a longer period of time. I originally estimated that I would be releasing this in in the first half of the year or around the time before summer holidays here in Canada. But of course, I also had to go with the flow of having a newborn baby that was cluster feeding, teething, was high contact. Uh, he's definitely the highest contact baby I've had. And it was also my first time having a winter baby in Canada and still being in a pandemic. So there was a lot of variables happening. And I really tried to be gentle with myself and not pressure myself too much. And I had spoken with my potential sponsors to say, this is my plan. These are how many guests I want to interview. At that stage, I hadn't all my guests lined up. I just know I usually interview four or five guests per season and that I would want to also talk about how I host my parent-friendly professional development events. So my first guest was Christine Michelle Carter, a mother of two kids, a Forbes contributor and founder of Minority Women Marketing. And I spoke to Christine, I believe it was in the summer before the kids went back to school and we spoke about negotiating in business while advocating for flexibility as a parent. So we covered everything from what she was completely unprepared for whenever she went into parental leave, pumping in a bathroom at work after the birth of her first child, making the shift to remote work with two kids at home, as well as how she's negotiated promotions over her career over the past few years and how she's now coaching other women and supporting other women to negotiate that for themselves. We also spoke about politics, what mom congress is, how you can get involved, and the kind of world that she's hoping that her children grow up in. If you haven't listened to those episodes yet and you want to tune in to my interview with Christine Michelle Carter, those are episodes 48, 49, and 50. The next interview that I shared was with Alexis Grant, who's a serial entrepreneur and parent of two kids and the founder of They Got Acquired. Alexis and I spoke about building and selling businesses while adapting routines around young kids. So Alexis has previously sold two of her companies and then created They Got Acquired to help share the stories of 
acquisitions. And we spoke about everything from her current work schedule and exercise routine, how she loves to hike in nature around her workflow and how she's created an asynchronous environment for her team of contractors, some things that she wishes that she knew before becoming a parent and a new business owner, how the seasons of colds, the never-ending cold seasons, how they impact your work, and how when the ideas don't stop but you physically can't keep going and you're caring for other people in your family, what kind of workflows she's integrated into her life to support that, and just the communities and mentors that she's reached out to to support her over the last few years. If you want to tune in to my interview with Alexis Grant, you can listen in on episodes 51, 52, and 53. I then did a recap and share of my talk where I did a keynote session speaking about remote work with kids while baby wearing my son that was a few months old at the time. So I did the presentation on stage in Montreal and it was a hybrid event. So it was recorded and shared with the audience. And I shared that recording of my talk with you in this episode. You can tune into that in episode 54. And a little funny story about this one. Someone from Liam Martin's team actually reached out to me and I believe it was March. Um, So I my son was only two months old at the time and they asked if I would be interested in interviewing Liam. I normally don't end up doing interviews with people who have pitched to the podcast because a lot of the time I've researched who I want to interview in advance or I've been speaking to them for a while and it's really just both of us trying to find a time that works for us to have an interview. But someone from Liam's team reached out because he was releasing a book that summer called Running Remote and he also has a daughter that's a toddler and she thought it would be a great fit for the podcast because he's had to adapt his work flow over the years with having his daughter at home. And the more I looked into his background and realized they host this conference every year, it's usually in another location, like the last event was in Bali, they usually host them overseas, but he's based in Canada. And I saw that the running remote conference was taking place a few months later in Montreal. So I then applied completely separately to a team of individuals that run the running remote conference and pitched a speaker application and dealt with one of his team members who secured me to do my talk about remote work with kids as part of a stream of wellness focus talks for remote workers and team leaders. But I also got to speak with him at the conference and learned more about him at the speaker dinners and the event, the awards event after the fact, and got to get to know him a little bit better and ended up interviewing him later in the year. So later that summer after the conference, but before his book came out. So that is how I came to speak at Running Remote. And I just wanted to share that with you because I had no idea about this conference previous to a member of his team reaching out to pitch him for the podcast. But it ended up being a great opportunity to meet people leading remote teams. It was easy for me to travel to with a baby. It was another event that I got to speak at while baby wearing, which I hadn't done for the past few years. I was doing those virtually and not on stage. So it was great to be able to have that experience again. And I had such a great experience. So many people talking to me at the event and coming up to me at the speaker dinner and after the fact to say that they were either excited about my talk or thought it was great and were really impacted by seeing by seeing that it could be done on stage and that everything went fine the baby didn't cry and the information I was sharing was practical and applicable to their situation and that they could completely relate so I really want to share that segue with you because sometimes you self-select or opt out of applying for opportunities because you think it's not the right time I'm too busy it'll inconvenience my family I'm not ready you know who be I to apply to this and again this was an opportunity that I applied for from my 
couch on my mobile device. And it does help to have things already saved in Evernote or different applications that you can copy and paste for these kind of things. But I just, I find for me, if I apply within the first couple hours or even as soon as I find the application and see the deadline, if I just apply for it immediately and don't overthink it, those are usually the ones that come through for me or that surprise me by how great the opportunity has been. So I really want to encourage you to put yourself out there and don't overthink it too much. Just go for it. So on that note, the next interview I did was with Liam Martin, who is an entrepreneur and parent of one kid. He's co-founder and CMO of timedoctorandstaff.com. During this interview, which was called Called using asynchronous management to scale remote teams as a parent. Liam and I talked about his approach to securing and utilizing childcare in order to run his multiple businesses, the actual real-time costs of having full-time childcare and the extra support that him and his partner have for their home to look after their toddler while each running their own businesses, how he uses time blocking and swapping of duties to be able to cover weekends or those meetings that occur outside of regular business hours, leading a remote team around the world, and using asynchronous management in order to grow tech companies faster than the traditional office model. We also spoke about some of the future trends that have been identified for remote leaders and potential job seekers based on the conference that they hosted in the spring, the importance of clear communication and documentation when leading remote teams, and his tips for growing a remote-first organization. We also spoke about his reality of becoming a parent and the things that he wishes someone would have told him before taking that journey and becoming a business owner. So if you'd like to listen back to those, that is episodes 55, 56, and 57. And finally, my fourth interview guest was Jace Meyer, who is someone that I've known for the last few years and had the privilege of speaking alongside a few years ago at Impact Hub Ottawa. But since she's relocated across the other side of the country, I haven't had the opportunity to meet up with her, but I was so thrilled that she agreed to this interview. And like a true parent who's mixing babies and business. Her daughter was a bit under the weather during our interview and my son was refusing to nap. So I held him during the interview and fed him and she called me from her car in her driveway (laughs) to do this interview. But it was great and I'm so glad that we got to record and share this conversation with you. So Jace Meyer is a serial entrepreneur and a mother of one kid and also the founder of Koya Productions. Jace's interview is called Running a Business Alongside Her Daughter and Focusing on the Pursuit of Joy. Across these episodes, we speak about why she chose to quit her previous leadership role and launch Koya Productions earlier in the year, how not sleeping well for the first five years of her child's life impacted her health, and how focusing on re-indigenizing her own ways of working, being in ceremony, culture, on land, and in service to her own mission and vision has impacted her. We spoke about identifying how side hustle culture had taught her to monetize every hobby and pursuit and how she's trying to unlearn that through taking flying lessons for the sheer pursuit of joy and how that has become part of the medicine path she's currently on. She spoke openly about her relationship with her daughter and how she's integrated into her business decisions and is really involved in the day-to-day operations of Koya Productions. We spoke about the importance of community and how reconnecting with her kin and creating a local support network has helped her as a parent and a business owner and the complications of realizing that there's super long daycare waiting lists 
process, even when you're ready to use a daycare, realizing that maybe you aren't going to be able to find one to accommodate your schedule. And lastly, we spoke about her comparison of the early startup days in relation to pregnancy and the birthing process. You can tune in to my episodes with Jace in numbers 58, 59, and 60. Then I took a brief break because, of course, everyone in our household got sick, including me. And then I recorded a special episode for you on how I plan and host parent-friendly business events in corporate spaces. I went through some considerations that you should have for planning these types of events for caregivers, budget-friendly options, and why you might want to consider things like pop-up childcare or stipends for guest speakers or delegates that you would like to attract to your on-site events. You can tune into that episode, which covers some of the basics in episode 61. Now, as we come to the end of this season, I just really want to be honest with how, I don't want to say difficult it's been to record and produce a podcast this time around, but it's definitely been different than having school-aged children who can either go to school or daycare and having set times to work on the podcast. My only saving factor for being able to host season four was that when I first set this up, I had no childcare. I was looking after the kids most weekdays during business hours. And I had scheduled interviews in 30-minute windows during lunch or in the afternoon and tried to make it as easy as possible for myself because I knew I would have limited time to edit and produce it. And I wanted to be able to repurpose the content and spread it out over a length of a season and make the episodes under 20 minutes each. I'm so grateful for two years ago when I set it up that way because it just really made it easier with a newborn baby to say, look, it's only 30 minutes. I can try to do it during his nap time. If I have to hold him, it's no big deal. I'll just mute myself whenever someone is speaking on the other line. And I just, I want to be open with you about that because you might be delaying something or putting it off because you're in the same position. And I just want to share that it is doable. And sometimes it's about adjusting your expectations and giving yourself a more flexible deadline. So in reality, when I thought that I'd be able to produce this and release it in the first six months of the year, I ended up conducting all of my interviews over a almost seven or eight month window. So every two months I did an interview and I ended up having more guest speaking opportunities than I planned for and also hosting more events than I planned to do. And that enabled me to not burn out and do too much and not feel rushed to release the podcast before I had even booked in for guests. The way that I like to run the podcast is I usually pre-record the interviews before I commit to the seasonal dates and that just helps me to know that I won't be rushing at the last minute to record and produce things and that really is it's up to you what your preference is but it works best for me because I like to add in a lot of buffer time for kids getting sick or me getting sick or as we have in Canada right now school getting cancelled because of snow days all the different variables not sleeping well all the different things that happen as a parent. I don't know if that's very encouraging to you, but I'm just being honest. And this has been a long process from start to finish for 2022. But what's beautiful about it is it's been during the whole time that my son has been growing and he's almost a year old now. And I haven't felt like I've really given up any time with him that I wanted to have. And I didn't also have to pause the podcast for a full year. So I feel like I balanced a little bit of what I wanted from both areas and it was really just about adjusting my expectations and going with the flow as things happened week by week, which a lot of the time I find you have to do as a parent anyways. 
Thanks again for listening to season four. I don't have any plans for season five yet, concrete ones with dates, but I will be taking a break for a couple months in order to rest up and make some plans for mixing babies in business in the new year. I do have some guests that are interested in being interviewed for the next season. And once I know what those dates are and what the episode themes will be, you will hear about it. Don't worry. But I really just want to thank you for tuning in over the last few months. And if you've been a regular listener for the last few years, I want to say thank you for listening and sharing with your network. And if possible, if you can like or subscribe to the podcast, share it with friends, whatever you want to do to help others find the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. I read every review and every bit of feedback that I see on social media, and I'm just always, it's a work in progress. So I'm always trying to learn and improve along the way. Thanks again. Best wishes for the holiday season. Rest up when you can, and I wish you all the best in the new year. Take care. Thanks for listening.